0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Is the Oz Network coming to you once again for Australian Survivor recap episode. I don't know why I'm starting to sound like that. We are done and dusted for another season of Australian Survivor, and we are here to recap it with two season four contestants in Ziggy and Pete. And uh, very excited for this one. I' bit of a fan of both of them from their season and. They have appeared on this show briefly in the past, back when we did exit interviews for Australian Survivor, and plenty to talk about here, lots to go over. There's the whole situation around Luke, there's the whole situation around Pia, there's Baden, there's Harry, there's plenty to cover off here in a very exciting season. Got some uh, great little fun tidbits happening along here, as well as some interesting listener questions as well. And we were hoping to actually bring this to you in the form of a video interview as well. We're uh, hoping to do a little bit more on the video side of things, sort of recording these is not only audio but video along the way. But uh, sadly, we had a bit of a technical faux pas when it came to the file after the recording. So, unfortunately, it's not something we're going to be able to bring you with this one. There will be a few references you will hear in this to uh, sort of some visual sections, which, uh, sadly, we won't be able to bring to you throughout this episode. So, yeah. Um, Stay tuned for some of those moments And obviously uh, realise that we assumed it was going to work And sadly it didn't So just forewarning you there But without further ado Let's get into our recap With both Ziggy and Pete To talk about the finale And the season in general Of Australian Survivor Season 6 It is that time of the week on the Oz Network where we are going to talk about Australian Survivor. And, of course, it is the final week of Australian Survivor. It is all done and dusted for another season. 2019 Champions vs Contenders is over. We have a new winner. We have a new runner-up. We have a new third place. We've got all the positions now are filled in uh, as uh, another season has come to a close. And a great season it has been. And I'm very excited to be able to bring you the finale recap tonight with two contestants from a season that is very relevant to this week, I feel. Because uh, despite the fact that we have a new winner, I think there's also a lot of talking points around another contestant who originated From this season where these two contestants come from I do of course speak of season 4, season 2 However you want to uh, analyse the history of Australian Survivor I first of all would like to welcome Miss Ziggy back to the show Ziggy, welcome back to the Oz Network Hello,
1: thanks for having me, I'm
0: excited It's a pleasure, and also back on the show as well uh, Peter, back to the show, third place from Australian Survivor 2017 Peter, welcome back to the Oz Network Hooray, thank you it's a pleasure. The last time I spoke to both of you, it was a 10-minute exit interview. You probably did 300 of them in a day. You don't even remember who you spoke to on that day. So now we're going to make this more memorable to get you on the show to, to chat about this. And it's over. It's, it's done and dusted. It's hard to believe this is all there and finished. Uh, I'm going to get some initial thoughts just first of all on what you thought of the season. I'll start with you, Ziggy. How, how, did, you, how did you like this season yeah. of Australian Survivor? Okay.
1: So honestly, when I heard they were doing Contenders like Champions and Contenders again. I was like, oh, like think of a new thing, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought um Dave and Luke's little combo early on was great. Um and I just thought the whole season was super cool. There was things that were done twists that were um yeah, that, that were different to all these other seasons and yeah, I I absolutely loved it.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. Peter, what what was your thoughts on the season?
2: I thought it was really good as well and actually surprised me. I think early on, I wasn't a huge fan of the pre-merge. I was like, it's okay. Although the Hannah vote out, I was like, wow, episode's amazing. But then I guess as it got went through, I really got into it. Obsessed with Janine, obsessed with PR, obsessed with Luke, but that's because Luke's Luke. because we know him. Um, <laughs> and
1: but I'm yeah. also really stoked that they got out like boring people, no offence, like Nova and...
3: Oh, I thought not remember was... the names early oh, on. Like yeah.
1: good one to the, to those who made the merge because they were the fun characters.
2: That's know? true. But I yeah. kind of love Nova. I think someone who's really bossy is just great. Like a great villain. I was obsessed with her. What she was <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's. I it was very interesting, I think, to kind of have this come back for a second time around Champions vs Contenders, particularly, I think, kind of yeah. with the obvious connection to your season with Luke coming back. But Ziggy, for yourself, obviously you could have waited a year and come back on it as a champion yourself, obviously being a former Olympian. So, I mean, do you kind of look mm-hmm. at that format and do you think you were lucky that you kind of got on before they did that or were you maybe not, you would have preferred to be on like a tribe filled with other people similar to your background?
1: Um, I think it would have actually been beneficial being in a tribe of champions, especially with so many sports people. You know how they try to keep all the sport alliance going. Um, and then maybe I wouldn't have had a bigger target being like a physical player. Um, however, I think there's more more people than just me who could have been champions on our tribe, like Tessa being a doctor and being so young as well. Um there, we actually, before the merge in our season, we were actually thinking that maybe we were, like, a bit of a champion's tribe. So, um, yeah, no, I'm actually glad that I got on before before that so that I didn't have a title. Um, and it's just really fun to watch now. Although it would have been cool to, like, play with, you know, Susie Maroney and mm. E.T. and Matt Rogers and all those people who I've looked up to as well. Mm-hmm. So... It's, that would have actually been fun. It's
0: very interesting, mm. actually, this kind of um, Olympian archetype on Australian Survivor because we had you and then obviously Shangle went on to win and we had Lydia, of course, in that season and then this season with Nova and Stephen both obviously kind of left their mark quite early. So it kind of... We're setting... You set the standard, Ziggy, I think, straight away for the Olympians <laughs> all of a sudden that they're, they're coming on Australian Survivor.
1: Yeah, no, I think um, especially... You know, I retired straight after the 2016 Olympics and the survivor applications were like starting then. So I think once you finish like competitive sport and that kind of you know, my athletic career was over, like I'm still a really competitive person who loves challenges. So I was looking for the next thing and I think that's why that there are a lot of athletes and Olympians and all that looking for shows like Survivor.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Pia is the winner. She is uh, the new Australian Survivor champion for 2019. I might start with you, Pete, with this one. Your thoughts on Pia winning. Are you, are you satisfied that she's come out on top?
2: I am. I think, especially looking for Ella Brandy, I was, me and my sister obsessed with that movie. We're Italian as well. She's Italian. I think my sister even like met Pia Miranda when she like briefly worked, did some freelancing at the ABC. Like, we were very excited that she was on, and I was very excited that she won. We even have a, like, little, like, town 9 coffee club, and we all kind of, like, talk about Survivor. Um, <laughs> and we got to choose who we wanted, like, kind of as our pick, and I put PR, which was great because she took it home. Fantastic. So, very, very big fan
0: of Pia. Great. Ziggy, what was your, your take on Pia winning?
1: Yeah, I was surprised, actually. Like, I didn't see it coming from the very first episode but the thing that struck a chord with me you know how she was going to be eliminated first right and there was this one um grab of her saying I always said that I'd either get eliminated first or I'd win and then when she didn't get eliminated first I thought maybe they've like put that part in for a reason and then she kind of then I started really watching what she was doing and all that and then I started getting behind her and all that um yeah, so early on, I was like, oh, but she grew on me big time. Yeah.
2: I think there was also this moment in the edit where it was early on, like maybe the first few episodes, and they were like the big, big players are making the moves. And Pia wasn't a big player in this episode, but they had a really just long shot on her face at that tribal. And I was like, mm,
0: uh-huh. foreshadowing.
2: They're trying to – build out which
0: is interesting as well. Yeah, and it's also yeah. you see kind of channel tennis selective obviously aren't they with their promos that they do on certain contestants pre-game and the one that yeah. really I think sold me on Pia was that one of hers when she's kind of like I'm an actress, you know, I can pretend I can cry and then all of a sudden I can switch at a dime like yeah. that like it was it was very cleverly done and I mean, you know, I think every Australian watch looking for Alibrandi at high school of a certain age, like we were all very much familiar with that. And then I think when we see her on our screens again, she has not aged a day. She still looks absolutely incredible. <laughs> like, I'm thinking, are we? Are we? Are we is she just finished filming this? Are we in a time warp? But it was just. It was a joy to watch someone like that who, yeah, we, I realise she's gone on to do other shows. It's not purely looking for ala Brandy, but it's you, you're such typecast, I guess, in a role to see that side of her. So, um, yeah, it was it was enjoyable. And, and it's it's kind of a fresh take, isn't it, to have someone like Pia win the game. I mean, she's very different to Shane winning last year, very different to Jericho winning, yeah. and even very different to, to Christy winning the previous year. So... Yeah, it's kind of. I, I think it's like a fresh take to have someone like that win. I guess.
1: Yeah, I also think it was true. Like in her final pitch, she said it herself. You know, I did it all with a smile on my face, and it gets so hard out there. Like it is so hard that, like, I my hats off to her to keep a smile on her face. Like every every shot I saw of her, she was you know, likable, and she was smiling, and she was laughing, and all of that. So to to be like deceptive but also be struggling out there but to do it with a smile like yeah i'm really impressed by it
0: absolutely and i think too um what also her final trouble was amazing her performance and particularly that line like the the mic drop moment owning dave when basically you know like look us survivor and australian survivor are very different and i think kind of she did a very good comparison with that And, I mean, for both of you coming into this, I don't know how much of sort of the U.S. Survivor you watched leading into before you played. It is a very different game because in terms of the longevity of it, you're playing for 50 days as opposed to 39 days. I mean, Peter, you obviously got, you know, right there the day before that that final tribal. So, I mean, do you think the way she owned up to that to describe that, I mean, is that something you think that maybe a lot of people who go into Australian Survivor don't realise as much? They just automatically go in thinking it's like U.S. Survivor?
2: I would definitely agree with that. I do think it's a, I mean, you think it's only like four to six more people, but it really gives a big opening for people to kind of take you out, especially you, I guess it's like almost like a race, a sprint, and then uh, we're a bit more of a marathon as they would say, but that's six extra tribals. That's, That's, you know, an extra, you know, 10, 15 days for people to realise you're a threat, to clock on and to go, I want you gone. And people do notice that. People take that initiative and they will take you out early if you put a target on your back and you make big moves. She was absolutely right when she said that.
0: And Ziggy, for yourself, I mean, obviously you made it quite far as well and back to what you are saying sort of with that competitive background with, you know, sort of your sporting career, is that something then that you can sort of transition? Because you were obviously very much targeted because of your physical ability, your challenge threats. But then when it comes down to it, you've got to, I guess, balance that, don't you, with your physicality and sort of your challenge that mixed with the strategic side of things, which kind of, you know, you might not be targeted for, but you still kind of got to balance that out, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, No. definitely. Um of course, Survivor's not a game about the challenges at all. It helps, of course, if you win one, if you were going to be voted out that night, but the more you win, the bigger target gets put on your back. Um, People just don't want that target to be on them, so it's an easy one to um, prove if someone's good at challenges, like it's noticeable, you know? Um, Yeah, but I mean it's definitely something to weigh up. There were times where I just couldn't help myself when I was playing. I just didn't want to let go (laughs) um but i probably should have especially maybe early on not have shown the physical thing as much maybe um yeah but there's there's a few of us um who just can't help ourselves being that competitive side but yeah definitely survivor is a game about you know forming alliances and being on the right side of of those numbers, really, and knowing what's going on around you.
0: With, when it comes to sort of... I know a few people have tried to compare Pia with, with Christy slightly, but I, I, I kind of oh. see more of a comparison with Baden and Christy because I think yeah. Baden went into that final tribal kind of people giving him no hope. But I think what Baden did very well is he was able to sell his game. Okay, it didn't bring him any votes, but I think sort of... Going into that, you were going to kind of assume he maybe was just going to completely get the floor wiped, but he was able to very much sell what he did and kind of say, this is the game I played. I played in the middle. You know, this was difficult. Uh, again, I'll start with you, Ziggy, with this one. I mean, what was your take on kind of just, just Baden getting to the end there, the, the final tribal win, uh, sorry, the final immunity win, and then obviously his final tribal yeah. performance?
1: Um, his final immunity win was incredible, firstly. he He blew my mind. He was incredible. And I was actually shocked at how well his pitch was. Um, It sounded as though, and I fully believed it, that he knew exactly what he was doing. He was purposely playing in the middle and his, you know, um, his final tribal, uh, his final immunity challenge was planned and that he just had to win that one and peak at the right time. And honestly, after his pitch, I was really impressed. And I actually thought his pitch was better than Pia's. I think... For me, I felt the tables turn once the jury started asking questions. It was then that PR just like overcame him. I think he was kind of put on the spot and he started being quite defensive, whereas PR was like taking the bull by the horns and was proving them wrong. You know? But I think I think the the initial pitches, I think Baden was better.
0: Did did it sur- honestly did it surprise you that he didn't get any votes?
1: It did. Yeah, yeah, it really did. I thought he'd get at least two. Um, Yeah, it really surprised me.
0: Peter, what was your take on it? Because obviously, um, you know, we'll talk probably about the the final challenge shortly uh, in regards to sort of your position in the game. But because, you know, Baden's, I guess, final performance at the end there.
2: So I guess his final performance blew me away. Those final challenges are, I mean, pretty fucked. Like, they're absolutely crazy. Um, And... You know when, you know, Harry and Pierre were like, I need you to help me down, Jonathan. Literally when you're standing yeah. up there for that long, you cannot move. Like, you cannot get down. Your, every, your muscles all tense up. And, like, even when I came down in my season, it took me, like, after we did all that thing and I hobbled over the fire, there was a lot of, like, stretching out and stuff that needed to be done before I could. we could then go filming, literally walking off in which Joker was still supporting me up. So it's it's messed up. And they would have been really, really pushing themselves and really sore. I'm... Blown away that beta won. I did not actually Bayden, like, expect that.
1: Down. He like skipped down. It was amazing. I was like, how, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: like, how are you doing this? Yeah, yeah, literally insane. And also like that challenge just looked, oh, I know. I felt the final challenges. They're really messed up. But also, I found it's very like mentally rewarding in terms of looking at that back later in life and being like, hey, I did that. I can do this. Like, you learn a lot about yourself. I don't know about them, but I just randomly started bursting out crying maybe like, like three hours in, then sobered up and then like cried again like four hours. So like they're a very emotional roller coaster. You have a lot of time to do nothing and to just think about nothing. Sometimes you like take like well, I would like sink Kesha in my head or like, you know, whatever. <laughs> um I did find when Baden was talking in my head, I was like, he's taking his mind off the pain because when you're talking and when you're, you know, engaging with other people, there's just less focus on that pain and it really does help in those situations. So I thought that was actually really smart of him and also just a bit cute.
0: Is Do you get sort of some PTSD kind of there, Peter, watching those challenges sort of that final challenge again?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit emotional for me. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, but I don't know, it's just... It, you do think back about your time during that and then you kind of make that connection and you have a deep empathy for what they're feeling. You know, I do totally understand when Pia was like, I was never going to step down until, you know, Harry stepped down because she knew what i because I definitely knew Jericho wasn't going to take me. So, you know, it's almost like everything you've done, those 54 days or, in their case, like 49 days, it all pretty much amounts to this one challenge. And if you lose it, everything's just gone, everything you've done is gone, and it's crushing, like, Harry must have felt so freaking crushed in that moment, and, you know, I totally just felt for him, because I was like, oh, that was was me, so... Yeah, it's it's rough.
0: Which is, it's. I mean, I'm a, always a huge fan of when the final challenge in any Survivor is kind of like one of those type of challenges because it does. It's kind of like that's the ultimate moment. Like you know, you, you how much do you want this chance to have a shot at the the end game there? And it, it would have obviously been incredibly different, wouldn't it? Because I, if Harry was the first to step down, if, if Baden was the first to step down, you can definitely imagine that both Pia and Harry would have just absolutely just stared at each other until one of them stepped down because they knew that the other one wasn't going to take the other. So kind of, uh, it made it a bit more interesting when Harry was the first to step down, you know, Pia maybe thinking, Oh, I don't need to fight as much now because sort of uh, you're not going there. How how do you think playing the sort of the what if scenario here? If we did have a Harry Baden final two, let's ask this question first. I'll start with you, Peter. How, How do you think that play would have played out?
2: I think Harry would have won by a significant margin. I just think he had much more of a struggle through and much more of a story than Baden potentially did. So I don't really think Baden could have won either way. Although, I guess as a character, as a person in the game, I actually like Baden more. I, I just find him adorable. So, yeah, unfortunately, I would say Harry would have won, but um, I would have liked for Baden to have won. Would you agree with that, Z? Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah, I actually... Would have thought that maybe Harry would have got all the votes against Hayden and Pia. Like I said, I don't know. Maybe yeah, would have had some for her to win. Um, I think it would have been yeah a bigger margin with Harry and Baden. Interesting,
0: honestly. interesting. Do you think um, how does it play out on a on a Baden versus Pia vote? Then do you think that's kind of a tricky one to to analyze?
1: You mean Harry versus Pia?
0: Uh, Harry versus Pia, yes. Thank you. That that works too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I reckon that would have been a really good fight. I was honestly hoping for those two in the end once Luke left. Um, yeah, because their games are so different. I feel like Pia's character is so likeable. Harry's character was more um, a villain, unlikable kind of guy. And I feel like their games were, um, yeah, just on different spectrums, but t- to a similar quality. Um, I would have loved to have seen their final tribal if it was those two.
2: I do think, yeah, what well, Ziggy says is right. They played such different games, and I think those games appeal to different people in the jury. Like, I would see Dave going straight to give his vote for Harry, whereas someone who was, like, kind of more social, maybe like Janine, would absolutely still, still support her and propped her up. So it's... um. It's very interesting. I think it would be much closer, like either a three-six or a four-five. I would like to think Pia would have still taken it, but I'm actually not really sure, and I don't have that inside knowledge. That yeah, I'd
1: love to ask the guys in the jury. Yeah, yeah
0: we didn't get the reunion okay. there, did we? To kind of you know put that up there, yeah. so it would have been interesting. Ziggy, you mentioned sort of uh, about how you thought yeah. kind of things changed a little bit when the jury started talking, but both of you voted for a different person to win. Did, did you go into that final tribal? Knowing, thinking that you're knowing gonna win, or do you legitimately get swayed by what they're they're saying? I mean, I'll start with you, Ziggy, on that one. I mean, did you kind of have your mind change between what Tara and Jericho were saying to you?
1: Not really, honestly. I went in thinking that I would vote Jericho and I ended up voting for Jericho. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mind wasn't really changed in our in our jury. Um, but I still feel like I went in open for it to being changed. Like, um, I don't think anyone goes in there just with, you know, blinds over their eyes. I think everyone's willing to hear what people have got to say and they're willing to be swayed, whether whether they are or not is a different question.
2: I guess that was the opposite. So I went in there pretty much just going, I'm going to vote Jericho, and then... Some things kind of happened in that tribal, and I realized a few things, and some things came out, and I went, actually, no, I'm going to give my vote to Tara. So, um, yeah, I guess, same as it either. you're always going with an open mind, but I think you have an idea of who you think you're going to give it to, and for me, it just flipped on the
0: night. Interesting, because it's, it's always, I always find it fascinating when there'll be a jury member who go, my mind's not made up, and kind of... You know, fair enough, I, I believe that. But I know, at least through the US one, in a lot of the people we've had on the show, they've often said, like, yeah, look, I went into that 100% knowing I was going to give it to this person. Like, you know, nothing would have changed my mind. But I guess, like, kind of everyone has a different perspective, don't they, going into it? So it's... Yeah.
2: And it also depends who the final tour are. Like, I can hands down say if any of the Tower 5 were in that final two, my vote would go to them. Mm-hmm. Like, hands down, nothing would have changed that. But there was no Summer Tower Five in there, so I was a bit more open to giving my vote to anyone. So I didn't have massive loyalties to who was there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you, Ziggy? Would you have voted for Peter if he was? Let, let's let's take Tara out of the equation. Peter versus uh, Jericho.
1: Peter and Gary. Oh.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> I okay. I feel like honestly, I probably would have gone in there more open to hearing. I probably would have gone in there thinking of voting for Jericho, honestly, but I know that Petey was a smart player and was doing lots in the background. I would have loved to have heard, like, hear him stick up for himself and hear about all the things that he actually did do because him and Tessa were, like, sly dogs out the back, coming up with all these plans and doing, like, you're blindsided against Henry, firstly, um, but it's tricky. But Petey was a good talker at Tribal too, so I reckon you, I reckon would have been.
0: Really I, I would have loved to have seen uh-huh. it because I yeah. mean, obviously, Peter, your edit would have been different had you gotten to the end. Because I, I, I remember doing during your season, sort of being a bit of a defender of your game, Peter, because I, I thought there was a lot more. Like when you saw stuff from you, it was decent enough stuff to clearly see that you were doing more than was being shown and i like a lot of people this season seem to be comparing baden to you and it was kind of like it was tricky to see like you could see it but at the same time it's like well peter you when you saw peter he was doing things whereas baden was he really when we saw it if that makes sense it was kind of it was yeah weird comparison
2: yeah, I, I still don't fully understand my edit. I, I would love to see how it would have changed had I made the final two or one. But, um, yeah, it's something I honestly still struggle with knowing today. I think I've put it behind me and gone, doesn't matter. I had this amazing experience. But I don't really understand why I felt like I got the short end of the stick. I do feel like they showed me when they felt they absolutely had to show me. There was no other choice. There was nothing else they could do. They had to show me, so they'd show me. But I thought, for the most part, like, I definitely didn't get any confessionals unless they were like, oh, we have to fucking give it to Peter. But, <laughs> like... <laughs> like, yeah, I was, like, racing the bottom of the barrel. But, oh, you know, at least you make final three, so they kind of have to give you a bit of time. So Could have been worse. Yeah, she it could have been
0: Sam this season. She got none. So, you know, at least, you know... Oh, that was... Yeah. I, my heart goes out to
2: her. Like, and even, like, Hannah and Casey, like, it's... It's, like... That game is tough and it takes a lot out of you and to go through it all and to just get like kind of slapped in the face by the edit it really hurts. It actually it just really does hurt.
1: Yeah, and like for me, I caught myself thinking, Oh my god, Sam's not doing anything. Oh wait, Ziggy, what? Like, why are you thinking that? Of course she's doing stuff, they're just not showing it. And for me who's been there and has seen people's edits not show their true, I don't know, repertoire and I I still fall into it. You know, and so, like, I can't even imagine someone who hasn't had, you know, just the normal viewer, mm-hmm. they would just totally read into the edit, and if, and if the edit isn't showing them doing doing anything, then you'd believe it, because, yeah, it's hard to um, wrap your head around it, but there, of course, is, like, eight cameras going on at all times, filming 24 hours, there's conversations happening the whole time and they've got to squeeze it into like a one-hour episode you know um so even me falling into that trap sometimes i've got to like snap myself out of it and be like z what the hell like of course he's doing stuff you know yeah so maybe baton was doing a lot more than what they showed well of course he was doing a lot more than what they showed
2: Even the social game element, like I'm sure Baden would have been building up really deep connections and there's a gameplay behind that as well. And I guess they did show some of that, but for him to have made final two, he must have been doing it in a good way. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of skill in navigating through, especially when he wasn't really in the power. So to position yourself so that you aren't the one that's in the firing line. I mean, that's a skill in itself not like it's the most out there gameplay, but it's something.
0: Which is where I think he, he did very well explaining sort of his his game in that final tribal because there are so often people who are considered that goat um, who kind of get there and kind of prove their goatness, don't they? You know, they sort of just, you know, meh, their way at the end there and show that they can't really do much. But he, he actually, I think, stood on two feet and said, this is what I was doing um, and, yeah, I was – I yeah. mean, I don't know if I was a jury member I would have voted for him, but I was at least sold and like, okay, well, I can respect yeah. – what you're trying to sell, I think. Like we we talk sort of on the edit and kind of everything. Our our penultimate episode was very much centered around somebody who you two are very familiar with, obviously uh, Luke. Um, Yay! I, I I really would love to get your take, kind of on just everything that sort of went down in that episode, because I I guess the first question asked: Were you guys actively rooting for Luke because of your connection and the fact that you play with him? And on that, I mean, did were you thinking he was winning this game? I'll start with you, Peter, on this one. Uh, you know, because it was it was looking like he might have had a bit of a shot there. Yeah, I think I, I
2: think it really means that you probably both were know he was going to go far because he came into our you know season two group chat and he was a bit cocky and a bit happy, and a bit pleased. So I think from that, I was like, oh, Luke's done well, so I was happy. I definitely knew he was going to at least make merge based on that. Um, I didn't. I thought he'd kind of go top six up. I probably didn't expect him to get final four. Very glad he did. Wish he would have won, but also with the charity stuff that's gone, it's kind of like he's won anyway. He's won the hearts of Australia. So you know what? It's it's a beautiful ending. I'm pretty happy.
1: Yeah, I I love Luke. So I was like so excited to watch his season, knowing that he was on it. And similar to Petey, I knew he made the merge at least because of how he was so excited and happy when he came back. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that he won four Immunities. I actually messaged him and I was like, either your competitors suck or you've been proved <laughs> out of sight. And he oh won. Um, but <laughs> because, like, he didn't win any now. So, like, anyway, funny. Um, but as soon as, um, you know, he won his second and Dave was out, so he couldn't use Dave as his little shield anymore, I was hopeful. But... Yeah, winning five immunities would have been so tricky. So when he won his fourth, I was like, oh, God. Although in that challenge that he lost and got voted out on, um, before the challenge started, I thought, oh, my God, maybe Luke is going to win this. And because, you know, to me it seemed like that kind of challenge suited him. Um, And then I got all hopeful again. Um, Yeah, I kind of. I kind of thought towards the end that maybe he was going to make the top two, you know, but I, I also thought that Pia was as well because I could see the edit showing her. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe it was going to be Luke and Pia in the top two.
0: Which, mm. how, how does that go down? Because, I mean, I, I think most people assume, and I would probably assume that Luke still wins that quite comfortably at the end.
1: Yeah. I think Luke could have won, definitely. Yeah.
0: Oh, I think Peter's gone, m- Peter's gone mute. <laughs> oh hello! There you hello. are. Hello, how welcome
2: you know back. Oh yay!
3: I thought you were doing a hello. mime
0: impersonation there for a second. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It was very good, by the he's way. The chat for him. Yeah, it was very good.
2: <laughs> I, think, I think it's impossible to beat Luke at the end. He's so likable, and you know, he has a lot of family struggles as well. He's someone that you actively want to give the money to. You you can see that that money makes a big impact. Like, how can you not? And when you, he's also someone that plays a big game. Playing a big game is great, but it also puts a massive target on your back. But the the flip side, of the benefit is that if you make it to the end and if you manage to stay in with that target on your back, people are more likely to give you the vote. So he had that gameplay, that gameplay, likability, you know, you, can't, you just can't not vote for him.
0: What, was it yeah, su- he would have blown away. Was it surprising that he wasn't targeted? Because, I mean, it is a bit of a trope in the US one, a returning player automatically has a target on their back, but that kind of was never brought up. I mean, does that come down to the fact that, again, Australia's Survivor is different, or the fact that Luke is just so goddamn likeable you want to hang around with a guy? <laughs> I think he's
2: just a good social player as well. Like, you do want to hang out with him. He has a lot of fun, and like... If I'm honest, when I first met him on my season, which was when I got tri-tops, I was at the bottom. He wanted me gone. I didn't like him. But then as you kind of spend time with him and you learn about him, you learn about his family and his backstory, it's just like you can't not like him. So, like, by the end of it, I liked him a lot, even though we were, he was, you know, we were going up in flames a lot. So, yeah, I think I think everyone would have just realised he was such a great guy and warm to him and there wouldn't have been much kind of talk about getting him out early.
1: Yeah, I think because the theme was champions versus contenders and he was in a tribe of other well-known champions, like being a returning player, I feel like would have been given the same level of acknowledgement as, you know, Susie Maroney or ET or, you know, any of those guys. So, like, I think that's maybe why it wasn't really a big deal from the get-go. And then with other... Yeah, with other big players and then people getting to know him and finding out how likeable he is, then it was just totally a non-issue. Mm. But I was shocked from the first episode that it wasn't even raised. Yeah. It, if it was, I feel like, a normal season without being champions contenders, then it would have been definitely it being
0: raised. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think it's it's interesting too, actually, because obviously with next season being all-stars, I mean, you know, you would assume like if, if, if he hadn't come back this season – you know, when you're casting 24 All-Stars, Luke's number one on that list. So it's kind of, it's it's very yeah. interesting that uh, they've sort of brought him here and kind of, you know, at least not even brought him back again for a third crack straight away, um, which, yeah, it's it's very interesting. I think they
2: would have set up a team in casting. They probably would have actually set up a team where Luke could excel in. They want him to do well, I think, as well. Whereas I think bringing back the All-Stars is much more risky. He's got, everyone knows how likely he is, everyone knows how much of a threat he is it's actually less likely he could go as far in an All-Stars cast as it is putting him as champions champion he intends to set up. And I think to get the most value of him as a you know, person who draws in the rating, on production side, it makes sense to give him his own standout series in this in this way.
0: What's both your your take, and I'll start with you, Ziggy, on this one, um, about the, the crowdfunding campaign? Because, I mean, I, I believe it's been capped now. I think they've stopped it. They've raised about $550,000. Um, so, and I believe Lucas said that he'll keep the 500 and donate the 50 to charity i think that's what's kind of come out since of that so i mean it's it's an interesting one because like absolutely you can see this groundswell of support for the guy very likable you know everything along those lines but then on on the flip side kind of you know does this start a precedent now that if somebody comes into a season with a bit of a sort of a story similar or kind of like that that this is maybe people are going to play up to this and go hey cool well i'm not going to win but hey i'll play up to an edit. I'm not saying Luke was playing up to an edit, but that, you know, just to get something like this, like both sides Mm -hmm. of it there.
1: Yeah. I actually haven't thought of that. Um, I suppose maybe the reason why Luke is so likable, likable and why the public has gotten behind him is because you can tell that he wasn't trying to play it up, you know, to get a reward. So maybe if it was to happen again, everyone would be like, Oh, boring. We've seen this happen. (laughs) We've seen this happen before or like, you know, um, But I'm so happy for Luke and his family because, like, Mary's wife is so lovely and they, like, they're just a great family. And to see Australia get behind him and, you know, it was mentioned as well, um, Pia raised it, I think, maybe on the project where she said, you know, in America they've got a cash prize for the most likeable character and we don't have that in Australia. So um, it's cool that we kind of just decided that we wanted to do that anyway Um, and... Yeah, I mean, that episode where Luke got eliminated and you could see that he was just absolutely devastated. I think that, yeah, everyone felt that. And to leave home when you've got a six-week-old baby is such a massive deal. Um, and I think, yeah, it's really nice to see that Australia got behind him.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think Luke's a bit of a special case in that there's a, there's a deep-rooted family struggle there that you can't just... Not not a you know, regular person just doesn't have and isn't able to perhaps. And I also don't think Luke really was trying to play up to it that much. You know, you've he's his likeable, jokey self. He's not kind of playing that sympathy card every three seconds that's making everyone tired. I think the reason why people get behind him is because he's such a likeable, outgoing, jokey character. And I almost think his story kind of just builds him up from the back. I think people who always pay the sympathy bone and always have these backstories, like there's a lot of them on you know, shows like The Voice and stuff. Um, I don't think people are going to click with the people the same way they click with Luke and be able to get behind that. Have so you? I think this is a bit of a special rare occasion. He'd
1: even, yeah, he'd even seen the last episode when he still came, kind of walked in with a smile on his face and, you know, you could tell he was devastated, but he was still really likeable
0: yeah <laughs> have you both yeah. i know you sort of mentioned about how you've obviously got like a, a group chat going for your season but have you both sort of reached out to him personally and kind of uh you know said congratulations good game
2: yeah i haven't but um, mm-hmm. and i, I don't a little bit but me and luke don't talk every day and i feel like he's got so much going on um he knows i think that i respect him and that i support him but i'm not I'm actually just not that interested in tune with talking to everyone in the community. I, I talk to my, you know, core people that I love and you know, I like love Diggy, I love the Summer Tower Five, I talk to like, yeah, that's mainly it, Annalise a lot as well, and I love Michelle and Joan. But I I'm not the biggest kind of talk to everyone, talk to people from other seasons. I'm kind of just sticking myself in my life at the moment, to be honest. But I think Luke does know that I love
0: him. And we'll bring you together on podcast, Peter. That's what that's our role here is to kind of, you know, make sure that yeah. you...
2: Yeah, thank
0: you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome.
3: We're
0: a You're welcome. <laughs> this is what we like. We're like a family. Like we all like. Come on, everyone, come <laughs> together. Remember you. Like you know, you played Survivor. It's great. You know, it's it's what we do. It's what we do. With with <laughs> well, thank you. The the whole season in general. Just outside of our top four. Just you know, throw it out there. Who are some of your other your players that you enjoyed? Um, you know, may and even. Let's spice it up a little bit. Tell me some players you just didn't give a shit about as well. I'm going to start with you, Peter, for this one. Give me some names.
2: I'm obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with Janine. Every time I spoke to her, I was like, oh, my God, Janine, you just, like, become a religion and I'll just follow (laughs) you. Like, I don't even... Like, everything she says, I'm like, this is gold. Like, just tell me more. Like, <laughs> do you care what anyone else has said? Just like, yes, Janine. Yes,
0: Janine. Buy the boost juice. Um, Buy the boost juice. <laughs>
3: yes.
2: Yes. I mean, I haven't had boost juice for many years, but, you know, just get one now to support Janine and her <laughs> religion, That you know, that's the thing. Um, I quite liked Abby as well. I thought she was, like, a really interesting character. I liked how she kind of got emotional, but there was still this gameplay side to her. I thought she was quite, you know, three-dimensional. I guess who didn't I care about, Stephen Bradbury. I thought I was going to absolutely love him. I saw everyone there, I was like, oh, not sure how I feel about you. I guess also he made Abby cry and I liked Abby. So, you know, <laughs> things happening there, Obsessed with PR, but we know that. Um, yeah, I think I just, there wasn't a lot of people who I didn't like. I think I would have loved to see more of those people who were heavily, heavily under-edited, like Hannah, Casey, um, Sam, like, I don't know, my heart really pours out to people who are under-edited because I just kind of feel, feel for them. Um, so I just guess I would have liked to see a lot more of them.
1: Yeah. Um, I love Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. And I think um, I can't even – okay, I can't even remember that guy's name. There was a guy on it. He was blonde and he was – just
0: out
2: of is
0: control. Andy? Um, oh, my God. He was so annoying. Not Andy. Oh, Andy um, was funny. Like, uh uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the the really cocky dude. Yeah. The wrestler. Yeah. The wrestler why, who kept... Why have oh, I ah, got to his ah. name? Uh, Matt. 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 Oh,
1: my God. oh, my God. Okay. So, I loved watching Matt because it was hilarious. <laughs> kept, like, being like, is this guy for real? Like, everything he'd say, like, when he'd cheer on in challenges and stuff, I just found it hilarious. But... Almost like I was laughing at him, not with him. <laughs> cool. um, so I was kind of, I was honestly happy when he left, but he really entertained me at the same time. So I've got kind of got mixed feelings about him. I absolutely love Dave. Um, I know that he was playing it up to the cameras, like in his, um, in his like IV, like when he was talking to the camera and stuff, like giving himself his own title. And I just thought it was hilarious. Um I think at the start I didn't like Abby, honestly, but I ended up really liking her. Yeah. I don't know why my feelings changed, but I think I actually started looking into her gameplay more and realising that she was doing a really good job of kind of flipping around and being in the majority and knowing what was going on, and I actually started really liking her towards the end. Um, Yeah, but I think, honestly, my favourite was Dave. I thought he was great and very good-looking
0: as well. Well, he, he kind of gets paid for that, I think. So uh, I'd hope, yeah, I want him to be good-looking. <laughs> I think that's what I kept saying this season. I think the thing that really annoys me about Dave is the fact that the guy is very good-looking and smart. Like, you should have one or the other. You shouldn't have that's both. <gasps> it's not fair. Like, yeah. you, you know.
2: Who <laughs> do you think Hodder, Dave or Sean? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: I don't know. Hotter Ooh. probably...
2: Sean, but
0: good-looking Dave. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. My sister Dave yeah. fudder. I think Sean up. Mm. Ben, who do you think? Look, I honestly <laughs> would say Sean, but I, I like Sean as a as a football fan. He played for Carlton, so I kind of you know went in liking him a little bit. And there's a Megan Gale connection as well. So um, yeah, and kind of like I just I just was never a Dave fan. I just I didn't get on the Dave train, unfortunately. So, but I. I, I I like Ziggy's explanation though. Like, yeah, Sean's Sean's hotter, but Dave's like got the, you know, there's a different level. I don't swing that way, but by all means, like I can tell, like God, oh, like, you know, I can <laughs> definitely. Okay, yeah. it, it's 2019. <laughs> I'm 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 fine. I'm open with my you know opinions yeah. on different genders. It's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think like
1: Sam would have been a really cool chick. Actually, I would have mm. loved to have. Seen more of her. It's and because yeah.
0: the thing is with Sam too, like yeah. she was obviously on the amazing race, like the very first one they did back in the day in Australia, which um, I oh, vaguely, what? vaguely remember her. Yeah, she was um, sort of mid range, she didn't make it that far, but um, so and from what all things I've heard, like she actually was doing some decent things out there. It's just they never showed it. Like her and Peter, I think, had a very actually- big sort of rivalry going on at something happening, so yeah. Oh.
1: I also would have liked to have seen more of um
0: uh, John. Mm.
1: John's his name, right?
0: Oh. Yeah. He yes. I think
1: he'd be a hilarious guy too, but you didn't really get to see him to his full degree, I reckon. It was all I mean, Palmers, wasn't, wasn't it? It was with.
0: it was about the Palmers yeah. and nothing else.
1: <laughs> yeah
2: with yeah, within vote out when it was like, Oh well, the girls might seeing like my mallet out every morning and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just thought it was hilarious. But like, then gonna have to deal with that and I just thought
0: I think I
2: loved him when he said
0: that, and by then he was voted out, so it was a bit bit of mm. I also, yeah, I, mm. I, I I, would have liked to see more of Simon, just because Simon just seems like such a nice yeah. guy. Um, and I also, I mean, look, I was a Bradbury fan. I'm, I'm a Bradbury fan. He was, like, the one I was most excited to see this season, because yeah, I, I love like Stephen him. Bradbury. Um, but the, yeah. o- the other one, too, like Ross, like, just such a tragic way for Ross oh, to go. Like, oh, just... Oh, yeah. Ross Messed me. up.
2: Yeah. I would like, "How does the rope
0: snap? Yes, I I wonder uh, if Channel Ten managed to uh, pay his medical bills, and I'm sure they probably would have. I'm not sure.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm not. I'm not into that. Interesting stat, actually, with with Pia winning uh, on the six seasons of all Australian Survivor, including all versions that they've ever done. She's obviously from Victoria, so we've still got this perfect record for New South Wales and Victorian winners of Survivor. So every single winner has either come from New South You two are happy about that, but, like, it's kind of...
3: Yeah.
0: They, they tried they try to, to pass off Shane Gould as Tasmanian, but she's not. She lives there, but she's not there. I, as a Tasmanian myself, I'm still saying, after six seasons of Australian Survivor, we've never had a Tasmanian contestant on Australian Survivor. So, come on. We're the only state contestant. or territory that Northern Territory and ACT have had contestants. We haven't. So come on, Channel 10. (laughs)
2: Does does the casting route go there?
0: That could be a a real issue. I don't know. I don't (laughs) think my tape made it. I I think it gets lost in the mail. Like it just kind of, you know, so. Yeah, you know, so Channel 10, if you're listening, after All-Stars, you know, let's let's open that up. Before we get to some listener questions to close it off, just just quickly, obviously, we do have All-Stars next season. Now, look, th- there's about 500 lists out there speculating who's out there. I think kind of people are deducing this, that, and everything else because of social media and all this sort of stuff. Uh, I've got to ask the question that uh, we've got about five listener questions about this. Were either of you called? Were you even considered that you know of? Are you allowed to tell me if you were or weren't? <laughs> I
2: definitely was not considered or called. <laughs> um, I don't know if they actually. I don't think they would in the first place. I don't think they like me very much simply based on my edit. But definitely, I don't know if they actually can. I work for Channel Nine and I've been behind on set. so I see some of the people out, you know, behind the scenes at different places. So I think I've kind of maybe you know too much about production now for them to actually bring me in.
1: Yeah, I wasn't called either. I'm a bit devo about it. <laughs> I would oh. have really, did yeah. no, I didn't even get called. Whatever. Um, yeah. Did you mean so, so
2: freaking good?
1: I didn't. I literally didn't get a phone call. I have the same phone number. It's been on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, no. Won't be there. Wow. Damn it. Oh, damn it, I will... Anyway. I
3: wish you were there.
1: I know, oh. and I don't even have some like. I have no reason. They just. That
0: is are you, uh, from the people that are rumoured to be out there from, from your season, uh, I mean, are you satisfied? <laughs> kind of do you think there's anyone there that maybe should be out there that isn't out there?
2: Um, I mean... Jared, ooh, uh, bring, uh,
1: back Jared. <laughs> bring back Bring
2: <Jared. laughs> Um... I don't know exactly who's out there, I hope if, if the room's are true and Michelle's out there I hope she freaking slays it um, the rumors are true and AK's out there I hope she freaking slays it I hope Nick slays it if he's out there I hope Shani slays it if he's out there that's kind of like my you know, all-star 2 to go 4 star attack um, <laughs> other than that I don't have any big people, I mean yeah, Summer Child 5 I would love to see all Summer Child 5 I would love to see Fenella but she's pregnant um yeah, I'm pretty
0: content with most
1: people, though. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to give away she so much. So I'm happy. I'm pretty happy with a few from our season who are back out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I okay. would have loved to have seen that Ziggy chick. She would have been. Yeah, I heard she's pretty good. Yeah,
0: yeah. You would
2: have
1: fucking played
2: her. Yeah. Did you?
0: Yeah, maybe we'll have to find out uh, what happened there. And just I'm just gonna take this opportunity for our video people. I can just point to this sign behind me, uh, hashtag bring back Katie Gold, she's on the show last week. But um <laughs> hashtag, bring <back> <laughs> hashtag bring back Katie Gold. You you work for Channel Nine now, Peter. Come on, like they've they did that bloody season. I'm sure Eddie Maguire might remember that season. He hosted the That's reunion.
2: Why. <laughs> Anyone That's talk about that Peter
0: Ever. We, we we are, we are huge <coughs> advocates for that season on this show Trust me So you will be hearing We're doing going to be doing some uh, old school recaps of that season coming soon So uh, you, you watch this space We're going to bring it back into the uh, the lexicon of people's minds Listener questions now And thanks to everyone who uh, send these in Because again, we always appreciate uh, you, the listeners uh, Getting these in and uh, bringing some extra questions to the table Now, our good friend of the show, Chris Dixon uh, Has a couple of questions uh, for, First of all, for you, Ziggy um, uh, did anyone ever call you by your first name Nicola when you were out there on the show or was it always just Ziggy?
1: Um, yeah, no, it was always just Ziggy. Yeah, I don't think people even now from the show know my name Nicola. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, always Ziggy. Is
0: it is and did that come from your maiden name? Is that kind of where Ziggy came from or is it
1: Yeah. Yeah, so my surname was Zagami. Um, so, in all my sporting career, everyone knew me as Ziggy. My husband even calls me Izzy. Ziggy. Yeah, only, like, my school friends who I went to primary school with call me Nicola um, and, like, my parents. So, everyone, yeah, everyone in my sporting world knows me
0: as Ziggy. My cat is called Stiggy. So, I was uh, very Ooh. concerned <laughs> that tonight I was going to drop a few, hey, Stiggy, um, but I haven't <laughs> done that yet. So, I'm quite... Quite happy with that. Uh, and Chris also adds: um, Are you competing in 2020, or have you retired from uh, water polo?
1: Yeah, no, I've retired. Um, yeah, so my my final hurrah was the 2016. Olympics, yeah. No, out of the team now. now the girls are going really good, actually.
0: Well, mm-hmm. I was going to say that to you because we actually have a sister show that we run sort of every you know, couple of years. We actually have a show, a podcast purely on the Olympics. So I was going to, you know, uh-huh. s- sweet talk you and say, like, if you'd come on that show next year in the lead-up to Tokyo, maybe to chat. But one, one question, as yeah. a huge okay. Olympic fan myself... I always love yeah. to ask Olympians who have won medals, where do you keep the medal? Because this is, to me, like, I would oh. have it front and centre everywhere. Look at my bloody medal. But, like, where do you keep it?
1: Well, it's actually, like, in the room just over here. Oh, can so we I've see got, it? Got a, um, can we see it? A... Seriously? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I've it. Come so on. So have got, a, um, like, uh, 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 our spare room. There's, like, a study desk, and it's literally just, like, sitting in one of the pigeonholes. I'll get
0: it for you. Oh, this, see, this. Sorry, Peter, take away from this, but like you know, she's. she's no, quite, yeah. I mean, but also, if you need
2: someone to come on to, to like commentate men's diving, I'm <laughs>
0: here. Oh, look at that! Going back into the light. Right, oh my God, yeah. Queen. Wow. Yeah.
1: So some, I know some people that like keep it in their sock drawer in a sock, but no, I mean, I'll probably have to move it now in case my house gets broken into. Yeah, it.
0: okay. Everyone mm. watching this, just uh, ignore where you're seeing it. It's not in anywhere <laughs> that she just said. It's <laughs> um,
1: safe. <gasps> With a nine-digit code, you'll never be able to unlock
0: it. That is, like, yeah. I, I swear, like, because, like, that is the one... We've all got that one dream that we wish we could have achieved, and, like, you know, clearly <laughs> I've, I've missed that boat. But if I had have ever had that opportunity, I would never take the bloody thing off. I would just wear it 24-7. <laughs> it's
1: pretty heavy. You might get a bit of, like, chafe around the neck. So, <laughs> yeah, no, i definitely... i I actually haven't gotten out in a while so it's nice you're
0: welcome there you go there you go uh we'll as i said we'll we'll have to get you on off the podium to to talk a little bit more about the sporting side of things uh peter uh the question that uh chris asks you well he first of all says it was a pity that you made it all the way to third place with a lot of your game being under edited (laughs) uh what were some moves that played a bigger part in than portrayed and who did you get along with that we never really saw on screen
2: um, who I got along with, first, I guess early game, I didn't go along with Boki really well and I got along with Tara really well until the kind of Amy Klein side flip. I think I played a bigger role in that itself than, than was shown. There was a lot that happened pre-murge with me and AK getting flipped over, um, where I literally was scrambling and talking to everyone about everything and trying to find a way in after AK got voted out, and pretty much none of that was shown. Um... We fast forward, I was actually fine with the first few episodes of the merge. I wasn't heavily in there, but I didn't think I heavily did a lot. Um, even, I mean it might go hate this, but the Luke vote out, it was very much shown from Michelle's perspective. But the way it kind of was, it was that Lockie, you Ziggy, and Tara all wanted Luke. Um, Jericho and Luke wanted you Ziggy. Um, and me and me and Michelle were in the middle. And it was me and Michelle fighting back and forth, and Michelle was like, I want Ziggy gone, and I was like, I want Luke gone. And at the end of the day, I think if I had gone, I want Ziggy gone at that stage, Ziggy would have gone. But because I kind of, me and Michelle had that back and forth, and I was like, no, nah, I'm going Luke. So in the end of the day, even though I didn't actually get, I think, a single confession episode, I was kind of the swing vote that caused Luke to go in a sense. Um, I was okay with how I was edited from the sixth up. And I guess even, like, Michelle and when Sarah left, I was... You know, I think it was definitely driven by Michelle to get Sarah out, but I was even talking to, you know, Michelle hyping up that betrayal a bit. So there's a lot of stuff in there. That's just what comes to my head now. Um, And I guess who else did I get along with really well? I got along really, really well with Annalise, Big connections. obviously all the Summer Tower 5, obviously Michelle really well, Tara early, early that you never really would have known, um... Didn't have heaps to do with Henry. Oh, there was a lot of work with Sarah as well. The, um, the split. And I don't know how much that was thrown, but there was heaps and heaps of conversations with Sarah and lots of strategizing there with her, especially during that time. So, I mean, that's what comes to my mind right now. It's probably a few more things, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff
0: there. Great. Awesome. Thanks, Chris, for the questions. Uh, former Auslan of ours from what used to work on the show, uh, Linda Olsen, says, Ziggy, I heart you. Uh, And then adds, were you both, I know one answer here, at least from you, Pete, Uh, were you either Team the Godmother or Dirty Harry? Oh,
1: I think I was Team the Godmother as well. But as soon as she left, then I still really liked Harry. Um, Yeah, I think I was Team Godmother.
0: I know that answer, I think, from you. There you go. Yeah, godmother. Yeah,
2: same godmother. Janine, queen, religion. Here's,
0: here's a quick, quest- quick fire question for you both. Would you rather go and buy yourself a boost juice or one of uh, Tara's fairy floss uh, that she's got started going on? Oh, wait, what's this? She's, yeah,
2: she's got uh, a fairy floss.
0: She's, a, she's, yeah. she's starting a fairy floss van recently, I believe.
2: Yeah.
3: This yeah. so It's
2: amazing. Um, oh. I'm not like both,
0: am I? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: but you could a have boost
0: a juice. boost juice with a fairy uh, floss. Boost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, oh, I'm gay, so I
2: need the fairy floss. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go fairy floss because you know I need that sparkle
1: in my life. Okay. Good one. No, I'd go mango magic, mango <laughs> magic boost juice. Even there's like some <laughs> pretty good banana.
2: Yeah. obsessed that you know the names. I'm
0: such a fan. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. Um, Miranda asked a question. What was the favourite challenge that you both competed on during your season?
2: Barbecue challenge. So that was the... <laughs> the balancing one? <laughs> the balancing one that I sucked at. So for context, it was that one where we also line up on a log and go around each other to get to the end. Um, when we were getting on that log, just like standing there, gentle position, I fell off like three times. And I think AK was behind me and he turns to AJ and he goes, enjoy your barbecue. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then I just kind of like really focused and I was actually like going to a group and I was okay at it. And I just felt so like good and like proud of myself in that moment. So that was my favorite. Great.
1: My favourite was um, the one how we had to hold her arm up for, like, forever. And so, AK and I were there at the end with Henry and Mark. And um, AK and I ended up dropping down first. But, I mean, it was so hard. My arm – I had, like, a dead arm for days. But I was so proud of AK and I. And it's like, started raining halfway through and it was so windy and my arm was, like, still so sore. But, um I felt really proud after that one. I think that was my favourite.
2: I think we all need a shout-out, Diggy, for you and that, um, the first individual challenge where it was the plank, because they repeated that this season. I think we yeah. lasted, like, an hour, and they lasted, like, 20 minutes or something. I, I know, was like, yes. would have this. <laughs> wow.
3: Yeah,
1: and that was, like, pretty soon after that arm um, went, like, oh, no pretty soon after the rope one where I was holding onto the rope. So I remember oh. like I was still sore from that holding that bloody rope that whole time. Oh, um, yeah, I also really yeah. loved our first challenge, how you had to slide down that slide and get the ball.
2: Oh,
0: I stuck at that. Um, <laughs> 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 that was so fun. <laughs> uh, i not a me. <laughs> um, Chris asks uh, for you, Pete, what was the final immunity on season like truly being in the challenge uh, after being after as a fan and a player? And did you have any conversations that we didn't see standing for hours that passed the time? I know you kind of alluded to that before singing some Kesha and stuff, but yeah,
2: I mean, I think I asked like JLP some real awkward questions. Like, (laughs) What's your favourite Pokemon? What's your ideal date? He's like, um, I'm married. if not all. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's a lot of just awkward stuff. Um, There's a lot of just chatting cards about horses. I think some of that may need to air. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of just literally sitting there and grinding out and feeling the pain, having the water, like, hit you. There was one wave that was just insane. It almost literally, like, knocked us off. Me and Jericho, and we're still there. Um, to be honest, the first, like a little while is painful, then almost like you go numb and like you kind of don't feel too much pain for maybe a few hours and then it just gets ridiculous and unbearable and it's absolutely messed up. And I think it's different depending on different people and their bodies, the stage of that, but that's how it kind of felt for me. Um, so, yeah, maybe the first two hours were okay and then it started to really get, ouch, this is hurting.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy says I'm over the moon Ziggy and Pete are your guests uh, and then says what is the fondest memory you both have of Luke uh, from your season do you want to go or do you want
1: me to go you yeah, I'm still trying to think um,
0: I think it was actually I remember it was down
2: to the final seven and I remember it was at the kind of kitchen area on the of uh, beach and it was when I finally got to just sit down and really get to know Luke for Luke and know his backstory and know his life. And just, we had just this really like long, maybe like hour, hour and a half, don't know how long time goes out there, but like just and meaningful conversation. And it's literally what made me really, really like Luke. So that was definitely my, my favorite. He's such an energetic out there person, but he is a very like, you can just relate and chat to him as well. Like, yeah far uh, my favorite memory. Yeah. Great.
1: I have my first memory of Luke on the barge, <laughs> and so we're on this barge at like three in the morning, and it was pouring down with rain, and everyone just had to just sit there, and you weren't allowed to talk. And Luke was <laughs> right in my eyesight, as was Petey who was dancing the whole time. But Luke <laughs> was right there, and I remember he just like was just looking around, kind of like winking at people and stuff. He had this, like carried money, so I was like, "Who is that guy?" And we all, I gave him. The name Prison Break. I thought he was like out of jail. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, so that was my first memory. And I've got another memory. Luke was like probably the only person who would just go and swim every day. He'd just swim for like five minutes, you know, even if it was bad weather, he'd always get in the water and like just spend some alone time. And one day I went out and, um, like went underwater and I like pretended I was a shark and grabbed his leg and he freaked out for a second and then realized it was me. And then we just had like a laugh in the water and like just stayed in the water and had a chat with the both of us. And it was like a real kind of bonding moment. Everyone else was like back at the shelter, but we were like in the water. So great. Um, yeah, that's
0: it. Fantastic. Awesome. I love hearing stories like that. Fantastic. Um, Couple ones here as well. Uh, Karina says, Pete, I thought of you with that final immunity challenge, how hard it was, and I'm sure you got flashbacks watching it. We talked about that before. Uh, but then Karina says, how do you think you guys would have done in that final immunity challenge? I might start with you, Ziggy, on this one. You, you've never been there before, so how do you think you would have done no, this one? I'm
1: kind of, yeah, I'm kind of jealous. Like, I love that stuff where it's literally just mind over matter and you just got to just... Be stubborn and not move. So I reckon I would have done well.
2: I don't think I would ever be with one of those houses. I'm sorry, but you're just like a shame. Like I think i literally like no one would have risked taking you to the end because you would have just won. Like hand down. Um, I don't know. It's really hard to know, knowing that challenge was different from ours. I don't know if I would have lasted six hours forty minutes. Like I just I don't have the the context and the knowledge of what exactly that challenge involves. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of PTSD, I bought a lot of flashbacks, and it looked freaking hard.
1: I reckon uh, I just would have needed to have gone to the toilet.
2: Yeah, like just six hours. Yeah, I know. Oh, I mean, I tried, sure Jared? <laughs> Jerry the pee. Yeah, yeah. Jerry the pee. I mean, it was, I think it was less rough because you had the waves cracking, so it would have wa- washed it away. Would have sucked for them to have to pee on their one.
1: Yeah, I know with their like legs spread and their arms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna make it on camera. <laughs> Oh, I would, I would have, and I would have appreciated if they had kept that in the edit. I think it would have made it, you know, very unique yeah. television.
2: Well, they had a choice,
0: wouldn't they? No, exactly. <laughs> um, now, Mitch, uh, he likes asking these questions to our guests, and I always enjoy this one. So, the first question is to both of you: Who was the biggest diva around your, uh, around camp on your tribe? Oh, Obviously, there was a few different tribes well, around well, the season, but I mean, I guess kind of we can just kind yeah. of. uh I think
3: it's diva.
1: Probably
2: I want to Tara. Tara. You reckon, reckon Tara did a lot of work?
1: Probably mm. AK. <laughs> AK.
2: <laughs> AK did nothing. I mean, I did very
1: little, but AK did nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to say Tara. Actually, like you'd think it was Michelle. But I was Michelle. Else, Oh, you'd think it was Sarah because, like, the whole model stereotype, but it wasn't Sarah. But I'm going to say Tara.
2: Okay. Interesting. And I thing I loved that, Michelle, was how you'd be like, let's get firewood. Look, like, I'm going like, to you get firewood. And then she'll just talk to you while you got the firewood. <laughs> loved it. Loved Michelle. <laughs> loved her so much.
1: I love her too. Yep. She's so funny.
0: It's the best. <laughs> I know. Um, and the other one, who is the most annoying that you would be pleased to send them off to Exile Island from your season? Ooh. I mean,
2: for me, lucky. We just didn't see either high. So I would be like, okay, bye bye.
1: <laughs> the most annoying. Mm. Um, I feel like I was never on a tribe with, like, Odette or Jackie, but I feel like it might have been those guys. I don't know. Like, I'm, I feel like everyone in my tribe was really cool to hang around with.
0: Yeah,
1: we had a good try. What about
0: someone that I don't really know as much? Nice <laughs> nice diplomatic answer. That's a good one right. there. Um I'm a politician. Right, no. let's
1: what did you say?
2: If the rumors are true that Jackie's in and you're not thinking I'm gonna be a bit annoyed. I'm pretty annoyed about that.
1: Mm. Uh, I'm going to vouch for um, let's sending Jonathan to exile. See how he can handle it out
0: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a fair point. Well, I, I. Th- to be the
1: biggest.
0: Yep, yep. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon. I could see that. No, that's a fair, fair point. Um, a couple of games here ended uh, off here. Our first one is a popular game that every week we get um, sent in here from our friend Sasha. Now she's got a list of some players here, and you basically have you've got an option of. Four things that you can do with these players, alright? You can kiss oh, them, them, slap them, yeah. hug them, yeah. or run away, right? And Love. you don't you can use as like you can kiss all of them, you can slap all of them, you don't have to use all of them equally. So you can do whatever you like with okay. them. So we've got some Australian contestants first. Our first one is Pia. So the options again kiss, slap, hug, or run away. What will we do with Pia?
2: Ooh, I'm going to give her a hug, a really long one, like an uncomfortably long one. Like she'll be like bitch get off me. But like, no.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm going to run away.
0: Oh, wow. Poor oh, my man. God, what? Yeah,
1: because she'll charm me and I'll think that she's being all nice <laughs> and then I'll fall for her and then I'll keep her on my life and then she'll beat me. So I'm going oh to run away, just avoid that situation.
0: Okay, and then you could go look for Ella Brandy or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. Janine. <laughs> what are we doing with Janine?
2: Oh, my God. I feel like I'm just going to kiss her. Like, I'm going to go straight for Janine. Like, you know, I'm just that obsessed. Like, yeah. Janine.
1: Um, well,
2: you know what? This bitch is crazy.
1: <laughs> so, wait, the options were kiss, hug, run, slap. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to give her a hug. Okay. Like she could be a bit of a mother figure,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. You could, you know, yeah. maybe take a wallet because she'd have some money in it. So you know, a bit of help yeah, there. Yeah, just pop it Hope that
1: she brings me under her wing like Pia does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very true. Uh Luke. Oh, Luke.
1: Oh,
0: give Luke a hug.
2: I think Mary would kill us if we kissed him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I. This is gonna be mad, but I just want to slap him. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Just have a bit of just, fun with it. Sure.
0: You probably love it. He'd be like, slap me now. <laughs> wow. We're learning a lot about each other tonight. Uh Tara, what are we doing with Tara? Ooh, that's so hard. <laughs> Oh lots of thinking going on <laughs> right now lots of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I just give her
1: a hug. I haven't seen her for a while. I feel like Tara got like a bit of a poor edit too. The poor thing. Like I mean, it showed sorry. her like whinging and that being like being quite annoying but she actually was pretty funny. Like she would have us in stitches at night time like we'd be all laughing at her stories.
2: So I, I feel like right
1: her a little bit too.
2: They definitely showed her, yeah, her emotional side, but they didn't show how funny she is, and she is, yes. she is funny, she's hilarious.
1: Yes, okay.
2: Uh Annalise. Oh, I'm gonna give her a big hug. Hug, give her a kiss.
1: Oh you yeah, know. I was gonna give her a kiss. <laughs> okay, and i was gonna uh, give her a kiss. We always joke that we, because we'd always like get change behind the shelter, so we'd always joke. Anyway, I'm going to give her a big smooch. Okay. <laughs> I hope you're hearing. I hope you're hearing this,
0: Emily. Mm-hmm. She's she's a big listener. I'm sure she will. Um, she's going to be messaging you after this. Um, <laughs> uh, and our fa- our final Australian one, Craig.
2: Craig. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm gonna. We I'm need a hug. You haven't anyone I don't like. Like, I wanted to run away from someone, but well, no who, who don't you away.
0: like, Peter? Who would you <laughs> run away from? I
2: run away from Rocky. Like, I'd probably run away from Cliff. <laughs> okay, and that's
0: about it. I think. <laughs> Poor. Lucky. I think
1: I might. I think I might slap Craig too. No. Why not? No, I don't know. I don't. I don't <laughs> I'll probably run away. I, I'm not going to give him a hug or a kiss. Let's put it that
0: way. All right. Yeah, I think he I mean he he'd enjoy any option, let's be honest. Craig's just mm, a lovable okay. guy. He he wouldn't mind if he slapped him ran away. He he would be into it. Uh, might We'll go, we'll wrap it up. So, we have a very funny listener called Granny Survivor. Uh, that's the only name she gives. She, uh, is, says, are, is, she is she a senior that we love? I think so, because she always starts off by saying, Hello, dears. A fantastic season I'm of fan. it's Survivor. I'm for it. She, uh, she liked Pia. She did a fantastic speech. I find it interesting that three out of the four Channel 10 winners are female. Uh, that you have to go back 10 seasons to be able to name four in American Survivor. That's very true actually. So uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, and it's an even spread now too with the six seasons. If you count all of them, we had three male, three female. So it's, a, I like that split. It's a good split. Um, she said, however, I feel like the final three finale format just isn't working. I cried over Luke's exit and the finale, but I wish they could have edited the entire last two episodes into one. I'm just feeling the last two episodes drag on too much but it is what it is since they will continue to do 24 episodes a year. I mean, that's an interesting point. It's not really a question there. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. I personally agree with that. I think they could have easily combined those two into one, but uh, what's your take just quickly on that? Do you agree with that?
2: I I don't think they will ever do that. I think um, the longer episodes, in fact, that there are more episodes, it comes down to kind of budget for the network and, you know, how much they're going to get from that and the viewers. So, I actually think for them it's really important that they have that amount of episodes and, you know, they fill it up and that they are longer episodes because that's all value for the network. So mm-hmm. I, I just can't see it actually happening that way.
1: I feel like they should have left Luke's tribal council exit or, like, that tribal council to the start of the other episode because I knew that it wasn't going to go to fire because it was, like, 8.25 already mm. and... Then they went to vote, and I was like, "Well, I know the next show is starting in like five minutes, so clearly it's not going to be even because then they have to make fire, and then the episode's going to run over time. So I feel like they could have just done everything up until tribal, the very first, the start of the next episode could have been tribal, and then move on from there.
0: Cliffhanger. One thing I really liked was how they
2: actually kind of broke the format in showing us that Luke was going before reading the votes because yeah, it kind that's of. Kept- It changes the 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 viewer's perception in terms of, like, it's not, no one got who is going home, but it's now, like, Luke is going home, let's mourn with him. So, I thought that was really interesting, because that's something you very rarely do, and I think it actually really worked in that episode.
0: That's very true, because, yeah, because they they showed, didn't they, Pia, writing down Luke's name. So, um, yeah, very rare that they do that. and there, w- there was a US season, was it Cook Islands maybe, where they did do that, Ziggy. They kind of ended on a cliffhanger and were like, next week we'll come back and kind of show the result. Um, I could yeah. be wrong there. But they've definitely – but, yeah, that that actually – because the thing, too, that that would have done is people would have been like, oh, my God, is Luke going home? Like, you know, so they would have, like, yeah. counting down the hours to the next night. So that would have been – that's yeah, a good exactly. idea, actually. Yeah. Um, now, Granny, she has a couple of quick fire questions. Most interesting fan interaction that you both had?
2: Uh, when I was traveling in Japan with Beth, um, who's Jared's girlfriend, we went traveling a bit like year after, someone recognized me when we were in Kyoto and I was like, what the hell? So that was probably the most interesting just because I really did not expect it.
1: Um, I think mine was just the other night. I was at the football watching, um, the NRL the other night and we're at the stadium and this girl in front of us. Um, heard me and my friend talking about this season Survivor. So she t- turned to join in the conversation and then she, like, turned off fangirl. But it was actually really interesting. She was saying that she had cancer when she was watching our episodes, Petey, and that she was in hospital. So she watched it all the time and that, like, it was something to bring her mind off it. And it was really interesting wow. talking to her about her experience. So that wow. was only, like, last Friday.
0: Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. It's, it's, it's great when you sort of hear people do that because I, I think, like you know, as, as rabid as some Survivor fans are, there there are definitely people who have, you know, gotten into the show for various reasons, you know, similar things like that sort of, and that too. So it's, yeah, it's, I'm sure you guys have had many of these interactions over the years with the, the people you sort of, once yeah. you're in the family, you kind of, you're part of that special group of people who have played Survivor. So kind of, you know, it's always something that you will uh, have part of you. Who who are, are, are water polo fans crazier than Survivor fans? Z? I mean, are there crazy water polo fans out there?
1: Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't say Australia is known for being like having crazy water polo fans, but certainly in Europe. um, My husband's played in Greece and in Spain and he's shown me some videos when he was playing over there and there's like flares going off in the stadium and like they go nuts in Europe.
0: Wow.
1: Um, But yeah, no, unfortunately in Australia, we don't have crazy fans. It would have been nice to.
0: I have to ask exactly. quickly. You say you're at the NRL, but I believe you played for Cronulla in a water polo competition. Did you not? Does that mean you're a Cronulla fan, or are you? Uh... I
1: yeah, no, I am a Cronulla NRL fan. Okay, good. Yep. That that makes me like um, you more. I grew good up girl. For Cronulla, so I played yep. water polo for Cronulla, and I do. I am a fan. But um, this is actually at the Rabbits Roosters game ah, last weekend.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Pete, do you have a team?
0: Do you, do you follow NRL? I suck
2: with sport. I follow women's tennis, and that's about
0: it. <laughs> right. Okay. Gotcha. S- Serena fan? We all love Serena, don't we? Uh, well,
2: I do like Serena. I like with Watanabe. Sabine Lisicki was my favourite because she's always smiling and happy, but she's not really like playing that much anymore. So yeah. So the, the, the few, the few female tennis loves.
0: I, I like um Jeannie Bouchard, but um now Cannon has oh, got. Well, a... She's really fallen
2: off the radar. Yeah. We, we Is she make like a... me back. I fighting with
0: number one, such a and so humble, such a fan. I um she came to Hobart when we had the women's tournament once and um I basically did everything to try and watch her in a game, but it got all rained out and basically her game didn't start till about midnight, but I'm like stuff it, I'm gonna what? watch her. <gasps> and one of the genie army people had actually flown down to watch her, so I was all in the whole everything. So I sat with this um, guy. Yeah. And she won, and she actually came and signed. I had a Canadian flag, and she took a selfie on my phone, so I was pretty stoked. Oh, my God. Oh, ben? Yeah.
1: Hey, Ben, can I just say, I feel like you and AK would get on so well because <laughs> he's like a massive sports, Olympic, tennis, everything fan, and he knows everyone in sport. And, like, I feel like you and him would just talk Survivor in sport well, all night.
0: you know what's just- actually funny, Ziggy, and <laughs> it's uh, – I. <laughs> The interesting thing with AKs, I I was a big AK fan, and he actually uh, didn't do an exit interview with us because he, at the time, I was not a Luke fan, so I had kind of been very negative on Luke, so therefore AK had heard a few negative things I said about Luke and didn't want to do the show, so... Uh, I don't think AK likes me, so um, sadly.
1: I feel like you guys would get on so
0: Yeah, I, I, I was so disappointed because I loved AK. Yeah. So uh, look, hey, good. You know, open up a doors of communication. I will gladly talk to the man. But um, I think we would get along well too. All right, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, set this up. We love AK. We love yeah. 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 I do. I yeah, and I I generally do. I'm not trying to do that. I, I know I suck up on this show. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. Uh how hot other... I am? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <joking>,
0: <laughs> you're you're very hot. Um so where where are we? Um where does this year's Australian Survivor rank overall among other channel ten shows? Uh, oh, I Oh, that's I, interesting.
3: Do you, you watch much
0: yeah, I don't know. I mean, are you allowed to comment what on this, Peter? Are you know have to toe bachelor, the
2: Bachelor, t- Bachelorette, <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise, Australian <laughs> Survivor, Mark Singer. Yeah.
0: What
1: else
0: have they got? What
1: Is got? the Amazing Race starting on Channel 10?
0: It will be. That's coming back to Channel 10. It two. will be. Yep.
2: Ziggy, do apply because I apply and I think they're like not
1: fucking bitch. No, no, Michelle said to me, Ziggy, do you want to apply with me? We'll go on. Oh my god.
2: Like,
3: what, did you? I was,
1: seriously, I was like, oh my God. And then I, I didn't end up applying with her. She applied oh. with her sister. But um I was like seriously considering doing it like applying with Michelle. It would have been so cool.
0: That'd be awesome. I'd watch that. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um okay, so how does it compare? Um, I always feel like I'm gonna like The Bachelor, but then I watch the first few episodes and I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. Um, saying that though, I am curious who wins. Um, but I like, I really love Survivor because like people can watch it of all ages. It's like, I don't know. It's
0: just great. Well, are it's you bo- are you both thing. or were you both fans of the US one going into it? I was a
2: super fan. I had a Survivor thing 21st birthday, So big, big fan. I kind of told myself it every time to show I would apply. I didn't apply for the first season. So I was like, this could be a train wreck. But so then when it was good, I was like, well, I'm going to apply for
3: the next one. Mm. Great. Right.
1: I wasn't really, no. I only, like, I'd seen it bits and pieces, so I knew what it was, and I just wanted to do it for the challenge. Um, but as soon as I kind of started applying and then through the application process, then I started watching lots to, like, to like, get some knowledge on it. So I still have probably only seen, like, five seasons of American Survival. Um, but. Yeah, <laughs> I still
0: love it. Well, watch uh, Channel Nine soon because season thirty-nine starts next week. There you go, plug for your yes, network. It's, uh, there, Peter. Yes, it does. Uh, channel
2: Nine. <laughs> also, Love Island is starting soon, so hot people and oh. we love.
0: Yes. <laughs> plug all <laughs> of Channel Nine. Why I, not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> channel Nine, still the one. Um, and who would you have voted for in a Tara and Elise final two?
3: Analyze. Analyze.
0: <laughs> no hesitation. Straight. <laughs> Love it. Great question there. Now the, the the final game she has. So Granny Survivor loves uh, the tweets from our dear first boot from the first Channel Ten season. Dez. Um, I don't know if you guys follow Dez on Twitter, but he's a bit of a kook when it comes I to hope his as our icons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he anesthesia was... icon. Icon, just absolute icons. Yep, Everyone just So, In she's... fact, my sister, I'm sorry, sorry,
2: I'm totally taking over. Go for But it. I, I watched the, the show and then my sister was watching it after and she was oh, my God, I love Anastasia. And I was just like, yep, yeah, you wait, you wait. <laughs> <laughs> just devastated because she's first
3: boot.
1: I feel like there needs to be a first boot season, like first oh all booted yeah. in all the seasons, get back out there. Yeah. I feel like there's some good characters that get get booted out first. Agree.
0: Well, and this is the thing, like, uh, we're, we're big advocates for the US season of a season like that because, uh, you know, like, uh, you go back to the very early days of people like, you know, Sonia and Deb Eaton and people like that, you know, these icons. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's you do have very... Early boots were great. Uh, we're obviously good friends with uh, Matt Dyson on this show, um, you know. So kind of there. Um, so icon, yeah. icon. All, all of them are icons. Yeah. Um, Joan,
2: icon. I'm Obsessed with
0: Joan. She's iconic. Oh, Joan, I like Joan. I was sad that Joan went early. So yeah, that was great. Um, ever like you look at that. Like yeah, everyone from you know Matt, Anastasia, Joan, Des. Look, icons. Absolutely. Uh, Agree with you completely Um, But so Basically She's got This is a true or false game So I'm going to read you Five Tweets And either This is an exact tweet That Dez has said Or it's not A tweet that Dez has said So I feel I feel as always I need to I need to read this Like Dez So How you going Yeah I'm Dez Alright Yep that that sounds good Cool alright Number one If Baden does Christy Bennett I will join AA (laughs) And true. True. correct! Uh it is true. <laughs> <laughs> um the second one here, Pia is creating quite a whopper of a storm here, eh? So i true two again. again. I'm gonna
1: say false.
0: False? So you said true?
1: I'm saying true.
0: I reckon true. Uh the correct answer is false. Uh that yeah. is not a <clears> true <throat> one. Number three. Yeah. Pia running rings around Baden. Yep, saw that coming from 200 billion light years away.
2: No, I don't think Dev knows what light years
1: is. I I wish that he did say that, so I'm saying true again. I reckon that's a mighty...
0: A mighty quote there. Uh, Ziggy, you've tied it up. That is a true... Uh, <laughs> I reckon that's hilarious. Des,
1: like
0: that. if, if you're listening, I want you to send a very highly analytical tweet about what a light year is to Pete. Don't hate me. Number four. Um, <laughs> eh, thanks a lot. I back-snorted my beer and nearly drowned. False. <laughs> 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 well, it's true. I need to find that tweet. Oh my, uh, god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god! I have I have yeah. never seen a man drink as much beer as I have when I had Des on this show. Can I just say that? Um. <laughs> num- <laughs> okay. num- number five, the final one here. Eh, All Stars ain't calling me. Sorry to disappoint you.
2: False.
0: Oh, it is false. It is, uh, yeah. Is... If you really ramped up that language, I
2: would have said true.
0: <laughs>
2: fucking all man, fucking didn't, fucking yeah,
0: back. yeah, yeah. But okay. I in fucking light years or something like that. Um, so pet you win. Congratulations. Uh, four out of five. Oh yay! Your prize is Ziggy's Olympic bronze medal. Pass it over. No, I want
3: to keep it. Uh, i don't to take that.
2: That's
0: like, like a dick. Yeah. Uh, guys, it has been a lot of fun. Uh, absolute pleasure having you both here on the show uh, to wrap all this up and uh just just quickly you want to send out any sort of shout outs to you people follow you on social media any exciting things you're up to that you want to share you know open floor to you both right now
2: um i don't really want to self-promote myself at this time yeah, i'm writing a novel but it's probably gonna be a long time and i'm kind of happy to be not too massive on social media so i'm, I'm
0: good but thank you Don't follow Peter on social media. There you go. All right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
1: mean, feel free free to follow me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Follow the Um, Yee, everyone. Follow the yee. (laughs) What did you say?
2: Follow the yee.
1: Yeah, you can follow me if you like. Um, Yeah, no, I don't know. Just, I don't know. I just am thinking of those guys out there in All Stars.
0: Right now, I believe them. they're still. What are we on yeah. that day? We'll be about halfway out there by now, wouldn't we? Or...
1: So I'm just thinking of them and yeah, yeah, hoping that We're, it's let's raining.
0: Let's remember the starter
2: pack I gave early and make sure we direct all our love to those people in the starter pack if
0: they are on the show. Indeed, indeed, guys. Pleasure having you on. Thanks very much, and I'm sure we will chat again at some point in the future. Thank yeah. you so much. Bye. Bye. And a massive thank you once again to both Ziggy and Peter for their time on the show. A lot of fun to be had there. And, yeah, very sad that we couldn't bring you the video because it would have been great there if you'd be able to see Ziggy's Olympic medal and uh, sort of some of the visual bits that we bought there. But we are hoping that that will work for us properly moving forward uh, into the future. We are hoping to do a little bit more visual side of things, particularly ahead of our third watch reunion that we're recording this weekend and some other ones as well. So uh hopefully we'll iron out those bugs and you'll be able to see us as well as hear us depending on what your poison is when it comes to uh, subduing. Subduing? That's not even a word I'm doing there. Uh, listening. <laughs> subduing. You're going to subdue us by listening and watching and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about um, But it's been a lot of fun covering this season I'm glad to be back in the um, the chair, so to speak To cover some Survivor, Australian Survivor in particular as well So uh, we hope you have enjoyed this journey And you may have heard me mention in that episode About a little bit of coverage And kind of going back and looking at some of the older seasons There's obviously a bit of time between now and when we get to All-Stars But uh, it is our hope to go back into those archives And... And uh, do some recaps of the first two seasons, both the Channel 9 and Channel 7 versions, just to kind of go over them and talk about them and and really give them some credit that they uh, have... Deserved For quite some time now So we'll post a little bit more about that When we know what we're doing And we've also managed to track down A couple of those old school players From those first seasons Obviously we've had people like Lance and Katie On the show and a couple others from season 1 A couple of years ago But uh, season 2 is sort of the hidden season That we haven't really had anyone on from before So uh, we are very much hopeful That that will be the case Moving forward, and uh we, we might have some uh few up our sleeves. So watch this space, people, uh, because we want to make sure that you are well aware of the history of Australian Survivor and that we give credit to where this show began all those years ago. But moving outside of Australian Survivor, of course, US Survivor, Island of the Idols Don't know again why I have to say it in that it's just it really does sound like a pirate thing should be saying that. Um that starts next week. So uh we will be back to covering Survivor Weekly. That is the plan, at least. We are hoping to bring you a former contestant each week to recap it with us. Of course, there may be some times when we just simply get someone like Julian or Cable or Colin or whoever else on the show to, to chat about where we are with US Survivor. And we are very hopeful that we are having exit interviews for this season. We're just waiting on some confirmation with that. So stay tuned. As soon as we know, you will know. And uh, that, of course, will add a little bit of extra um, excitement to our coverage. We haven't had exit interviews since Heroes Healers vs. Hustlers, so uh, let's see how that plays out. So, very exciting times for Survivor fans. We're very much excited to be able to get back into the swing of things for you here. And uh, also, outside of Survivor, we've got plenty of things happening to keep you entertained. The big thing is happening this week, of course, is the Third Watch reunion. As I mentioned before, this coming Monday is the 20th anniversary of Third Watch, and we are recording a reunion special on the weekend with former cast members as well as some people involved in the show, the co creator, very prominent director, and everything else along those lines. So, um, stay tuned for that. We are very much looking forward to bringing that to you and doing a bit of a fan cast as well with uh, the likes of Darville and Brandy and a couple other fans as well of Third Watch. Just talk about the show and just an open table, no real format. Just have a bit of fun there. Outside of Third Watch, uh, we of course do have our random rewatch. I believe uh, Colin and Rossi are still into the Jonathan Taylor Thomas month coming out to you on a Tuesday. We're having a week off from Lost this coming Monday because of our third watch coverage, but that will return the following week, our uh, recap episodes of the television show Lost. I don't know why I have to call it a television show. You know what the hell Lost is. And starting next week as well, I'll be back because we are going to be talking about Terminator in the lead-up to Terminator Dark Fate coming out in October. We are going to be recapping every single one of the Terminator films, all five of them, Terminator 1, Terminator 2, Terminator 3, Terminator 4, Terminator 5, and then we'll get into Terminator 6, basically. So uh, a lot of fun there. And then, of course, after that, we'll basically sort of towards the end of that, it's Star Wars time, baby. We are still recording them. It's taking us a while to get through them because, as you can imagine, we talk a lot about Star Wars. So um, we are going to bring those to you very, very soon. So look forward to that as well. So plenty to keep you occupied here on the Oz Network. Flashback Friday tomorrow as well. Uh, I'll spoil it for you right now. Tomorrow's Flashback Friday is our Boston Rob interview. Of course, in the lead up to Island of the Idols, we had Sandra last week. So, of course, we're going to have Boston Rob tomorrow. Get you in the mood to see a little bit of Boston Rob and Sandra coming your way there. So, uh, yeah, lots to keep you entertained. And as always, we appreciate you listening. Please do leave us some feedback on our social pages, on our iTunes pages, on our Spotify and our Stitcher. Get out there, hit us up, leave us a review. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you sticking with us through all these episodes and being supportive. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, But thanks again to Peter and Ziggy. Thanks to everyone who's tuned in throughout this entire season of Australian Survivor. And thanks to all our guests as well. Uh, That is uh, definitely something that we uh, appreciate, the former contestants' time coming on the show, as well as the likes of Julian and Cable, who joined us a couple of times as well to uh, recap all things to do with Survivor. So uh, pleasure to have every single person come on this show throughout this season. We'll be back for Australian Survivor All-Stars next year. And that's been Australian Survivor for 2019. Thanks for tuning in. my name's Ben has been the Oz Network. and We'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at the Oznetwork.net.